Hello, this episode we're deciding which is more powerful, King Kong or Sharknados. Uh, plus, there was an unexpected expected ticket price increase at Universal Orlando, not any other Universal. Uh, and then we're also going to have some good old-fashioned water bottle talk, some uh, escape talk, some some hacking talk, uh, and a lot of stuff before we start talking about the Universal Dining Plan. Uh, so from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 26 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation, whether you need round-trip transportation and tickets from Disney or a vacation package. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Craig Williams, a lot more confident after that very shaky long drawn out introduction mm, yeah. <laughs> and i will fully admit that i don't know what i was thinking right before then but hey we got through that intro so that's good mm-hmm. and i'm here joined with uh rhino clavin tip of my hat tip, tip of the hat tip of the face i don't know what that means uh <laughs> also right beside me is jenny lynn Knopp. hey everybody did i finally get it this time you did okay. i it only took a month Knopp, and a half. you didn't <laughs> Oh, oh I see what you terrible. did there. I apologize. Oh. Okay, well, let's quit and we'll start over <laughs> later. But then, of course, back on the controls, making all those things move. If you're watching video, okay. if you're if you're listening on the audio edition, then he's uh, controlling us from screaming all the time. Sometimes, uh, producer Dustin West. I'm here. He's Too here. Cool for hey. Too cool. Your head is perfectly <laughs> framed right now in between those two ghosts. Like yes, he's the third hitchhiking ghost. It's wonderful. Sometimes you just can't play in those things. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so welcome to another episode. We got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, this was kind of a, a pretty tremendous week for actual news and stuff for Universal. Um, very, very tremendous as compared to two weeks ago whenever we did a buzz episode and there was literally nothing buzzing and we just had to make up. <laughs> we had to make stuff. up stuff. We had to make up stuff for people to care about. And uh, this week is completely different though there, there's a lot of stuff to care about and of course we'll get to that just in a little bit but we've got to go over our housekeeping corrections omissions questions and just any other randomness uh as i start out all of our housekeeping make sure to go ahead and like our videos on youtube uh review us on itunes if you download the audio edition uh started getting reviews coming in and it's getting better i think I mean, I'm reading them. They seem a little more positive. (laughs) It's getting better than it was before. So keep doing that. Let us know how we do. Uh, Also for feedback and just voicemails and feedback in general from whatever, you can now uh, call into uh, kind of, I I don't know the exact terminology. Pete was explaining to me right before we start, but now that you can actually call in, and leave feedback and you can find the number to call in 
or is it through computers, Dustin? Why don't I ask you? You're the producer. So, okay, so basically, it, it's it's really it's just a little uh, form. It's not even a form. You just go onto the link that we'll provide, and you can leave a voicemail through your through your computer. And you can also, uh, I believe, you can use a phone number. I'm not sure on that. I will find out for you, and we'll leave all the details in the show notes page. Because I'm not I'm not the one that's creating this. I just know of it. So I will figure that out, and we'll we'll put everything you need to know about it in the show notes. Space. Wonderful, cool. thank you. I like that yeah, we'll idea. Put Getting... a voice to the words. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of bringing our audience into the show. Man, I hope some positive people call and it's not the people who are mean. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I welcome their calls as well. I don't. I, I'm looking forward to it. And of course, you can find that on our show notes page, disunplug.com. That's where you get everything. If you want the universal specific show notes, you click on the blue universal button. If you want something else like uh, the Disney World edition, Click on the orange if you want the Disneyland, the green one, and uh, this other little ditty that someone does that's here right now, the trip. The trip. There's also a, a button for that. It's multiple colors. And you though, get, so. But you get more points if you push either Teresa's face or Jenny Lynn's face. And, you know. it's, it's like a Toy Story <laughs> Mania yeah. kind of a thing. <laughs> like, so, yeah. I mean, we do have other shows on the Diz Unplugged podcast network, I guess. Is yes, what it is sure. at this point. So go ahead and check all those out on DizUnplugged.com. And, uh, you know, you can email us at any time at podcast at disunplug.com. You can like, follow, comment on anything through Facebook and Twitter on either the Diz, the Diz Unplug channels, or the Diz Universal ones. So all of that you can, of course, find through the show notes once again at disunplug.com, or you can just get fancy and try to search things on the computer, <laughs> which people are people are doing uh and then of course if you're looking for a different way to find the show you can always do that through stitcher we are now on stitcher if you listen to stuff through stitcher which some people do i guess i have never heard of it until this very moment in time it's a thing is it, it is. is it like an android is it like for them no it's just another way to just another just podcast cool for everybody who's listening on stitcher right now it's up all four of you <laughs> yeah i know maybe i don't even know those numbers you guys um, are pioneers in your field you are welcome. You're you're ahead of your time. That's all I've actually got, though, for for housekeeping. It's been a, a slow week in terms of keeping up the house. So but I'd a, like to congratulate us on not having any corrections. Is what I'd like to do. Oh, Good work, guys. Sorry, actually. Oh no, <laughs> we did we did have <laughs> a correction in a way. Um, so we were talking on our islands of adventure. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not the Islands of Adventure overview. It might have been our bracket challenge from this past week. But uh, another podcast out there, uh, the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast, uh, left us some feedback on Twitter because they actually uh, they, they took the time to, to listen to our show. That's and, cool. they care. That's, That's nice. nice. No, yeah. it's very nice. So I, I encourage anyone to, you know, they have a whole different aspect on Universal. So definitely take the time to, uh, to discover everything you can about Universal. But... They wanted to correct us on Doctor Doom and the ride system because we said, of course, you shoot up and then you slowly fall back down to Earth. We go down and up back and then down. So they said you get shot up, shot back down, and then slowly float down. Oh, so you get to the top and it shoots you down? I I took the time to sit there and watch it. You shoot up. You come back down, and then it shoots you up again, like yeah. more around halfway, and then you slowly fall back down to earth. Okay, I was there on Sunday, and that's what I got from watching. And I was like, oh, I, I, from I remember thinking like, oh, it comes down a little faster that first time than I yeah. remembered. But. It does drop you a little bit the first time, except for I didn't realize 
maybe it just doesn't feel like you fall as far as you do. I just feel I when I went on it, it was just a couple weeks ago. I know it shoots you up, and then you you do have that initial little drop because you come up out of your seat like you do on a Tower of Terror. But then it stops, and then you kind of feather down. No, it's it's an up, a fall back down at the normal pace you would think, and then. Once again, you go back up, but only like halfway, and then it slowly tapers you down. Got it. So that is the correct one. So even, I mean, I'm not trying to call them off on being wrong. Maybe I just misread their terminology, but we have the definitive answer now. The point is, is we're getting the correct information out there. Whoever has it, whoever doesn't, it doesn't matter. And if you want to call us out on anything else, we will actually admit. So if you're a fan of Conan O'Brien, he sometimes will do his go back and correct what you do and he always proves them wrong we will not prove you wrong we will admit we will fully wrong. admit whenever we are wrong which i actually like the universal camaraderie that we have going on here i know it feels good it feels grand <laughs> but with all that said i think that's done for housekeeping because we don't have anything else that's i already asked fine. you once and you didn't we, have anything else no, we fine. have plenty of other things we to have, talk about we have plenty of stuff to talk about in the buzz so i think we should start talking about what's buzzing now in terms of universal orlando uh it's not the most recent thing that's been buzzed about but i think it's still the most important one king kong is officially coming back to orlando yes it is so uh during the 2014 fourth quarter comcast earnings call cfo michael Angelakis, I believe is how you would pronounce his name. Yeah, I'm lost on that one. That's the best way to say it. Uh, But he kind of slipped the news that there is going to be a King Kong attraction coming to Orlando. So he was talking about capital investments, and he said, in 2015, NBC Universal's capital investment plan will remain relatively stable at 2014's level, with over half directed to our theme park segment as we continue to invest in attractions, including Harry Potter... And the Fast and the Furious attractions in Hollywood and the King Kong attraction in Orlando. Yes. And I was going to say, and that's significant because didn't he also report that they had a 30% increase in was it profits, I guess? Absolutely. Oh, uh, that is like two bullet points later from now. <laughs> I'm, just no. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, yeah, it did. It rose 29%. Be flexible, right? The, the revenue rose 29.9%. From uh, $566 million in 2013 to $735 million in 2014. I think that's like crazy. That's, that's, that's very impressive. 30% more money in a park. Like, I feel like usually you hear like, oh, 10%. What, you, that's just, those numbers are insane. Yeah. What I find even more impressive is what Craig said, that they're taking at, at least half of that and investing it back into the, the theme mm-hmm. park segment, back into more attractions, back into things that the guests are actually coming to the parks for rather than things that are going to be costing the, the yeah. guests more money. Yeah. And yeah, and, and that's and that's cool too because it's like that, you know, I'm sure a big bump of that money was like Diagon Alley opening, so it's clearly like they're going to my hope is investment into future um uh, attractions or theme, you know, like theme heavy places like that. It's just the whole thing was so bizarre to me because oh, in, in like terms of it. everything that yeah, he just kind of said it and there's stuff that he could have said in replacement to that uh i mean the the wizarding world of harry potter is shooting up really quickly over in hollywood there's springfield which looks a million times better than the one in orlando is also going to be open very very soon uh fast and the furious adding to the studio tram tour that's been heavily announced so every the two things he mentioned there where the, everyone's already known. He didn't mention Springfield, but he could have put that in too. In terms of on our side, he could have mentioned something about Sapphire Falls, how they're still investing money in that. And uh, I mean, 
So he this was a genuine slip. Is that what you're saying? I don't Even know if ever- it was a slipper, if he was expecting no nerdy theme park people out there to really listen for something like that. Except that we've already been, you know, talking about this rumor for a while. So is it really that big of a secret? I, I don't know. I mean, like, because it's it's still like a weird thing to me that like now it's officially announced. It's officially Kong sitting right next to Jurassic Park that I still don't understand it because I find King Kong to be completely irrelevant. But me, like, me. I understand there's another movie and I just I, they, it's cool. That go they're ahead. Jumping ahead. You're good. You can go. OK. Now. Yeah. OK. Um, I had been wondering about that, too, because we talk about it on the show. But, you know, I go to the local news station here regularly to talk about the theme park announcements. They called me in just a couple days ago to talk about the Kong announcement. And um, what the connection is possibly going to be, what I found out. dinosaur? Yes, in 2017, they're coming out with Skull Island. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. We talked about that. The, Which? With the, Tom got, Hiddleston. Yeah, and you got the dinosaurs and the, the big gorilla in the same movie, so maybe that's how they're going to tie it in. Yeah, I mean, I heard a thing that said something about it. Not a, not a thing. I guess like it's pure speculation. I, I just read it really quick because I didn't give it any credit, but it was something about that the whole area would be called Skull Island now instead of it. But then... It it just seems to me like maybe there's more than an attraction going there, because otherwise it's just one attraction sitting in a weird place, and th- no other part of of Islands of Adventure is that. I mean, the one thing about that section of land where it is being built, it is bigger than you would think. I mean, just if you've been through Islands of Adventure lately, looking at that whole construction area, it is massive. Yeah, it, well, it's not just this one. Yeah, the out. building's huge alone, but and there's even more wiggle room and where to put it in and i mean there's always there's always some rumor outlying that someday toon lagoon's gonna go where uh, other parts of jurassic park's gonna go like spill over in the, in the same way that you know um lost continent could potentially go away to make room for harry potter i'd be completely fine with toon lagoon going away to make more room for more jurassic park oh, yeah. stuff i you know like you said we the first jurassic time we park. talked about it don't mess with my dinosaurs yeah. but uh beyond that at least, at least they're finding a way to somehow tie this in. It's not, it's not being randomly plopped in the middle of Marvel superhero yeah. island. You well, know, they're finding something to I do can, to tie. I can it. respect the t- the Tyrannosaurus Rex is in there, but I mean, I, I it my brain hurts because I'm like, people are going to be like, <laughs> that's the dinosaur from that Escape Theme Park over there. But like, King Kong is 1920s, and like Jurassic Park is. Now. Oh, yeah, it's like, two different entire time periods, so it wouldn't even make sense on on that. And then, like, Jurassic Park, it's distinctly these were genetically created yeah. dinosaurs of this variety on these islands. And Skull Island, it's all just mythical in a sense. And that all the King Kong itself and then the dinosaurs that are on that island, they've they've been there. We don't know for how long, but they've always been a part of it. So to combine them in that way, just it doesn't make any sense to me. But right now, we don't have any more details. So we can't we can only speculate at this point. Uh, and the last two things they've done or the last three things, they there are even four, I guess, because you could say Harry Potter, Simpsons, Transformers, like have come out so well that I feel like I am getting a little more nitpicky than I should, and I should give them the benefit of the doubt at this point. <laughs> They've done a good job yeah. so far. Yeah. And when you're, while we're talking about speculation, you know, you were saying we don't have any details about what that ride is like, but we, I think we mentioned it before. Most likely, it is not going to be a recre- uh, recreation of the original ride. It's going to have more technical yeah. aspects of the one that's out in California, correct? Yeah, I I mean, we, we once again, we have zero details on it, but most likely they are going to take 
a lot of the aspects of Kong 360 out in Hollywood, and they're going to apply some of that technology to it. They might even use a portion of that video if they can. It wouldn't make a lot of sense because in that video, uh, as you're going through there, it clearly shows the Universal Studios tram tour. Yeah. So I'm sure that people with computers could do something to modify it to whatever ride vehicles are actually going to be used for this one. Also, the the big difference between this and Kong 360 is that it will be its own dedicated yeah. attraction. So they're, they're going to expand the theming. It's going to be bigger and better. It's not just going to be that one room that has the, uh, the 360 exactly. screens. And that's know? meant for just a nice, short, little two-minute piece of the tram tour, just like they do with anything else there, uh, a part of their tram tour. It's just a little bit of glimpse into that movie so this is this is going to be on such a different scale yeah. that there's no way to really know uh, the pros it's going to be the first time having something Kong in Orlando for quite a while because Kong Confrontation the original King Kong attraction based on the 70s movie has been out of there since uh, 2002, 2002 because Revenge yeah. of the Mummy came in and Brendan Fraser just screwed everything up for everyone. <laughs> for he, um, is that where Kong was? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know. That. I didn't know that either. Um, That's partially, I mean, if you think about the uh, the architecture right there in New York and like the Grand Theater mm. sense mm, of it, that's kind of like yeah. you know. So no, that's a, it's a plus because although Universal wasn't involved in the original uh, King Kong, the the that's one what that's I was most famous, if, was that's that? that's an RKO pictures oh that's right because so, it had the the beeping on top yeah of that was rko yeah. and then universal kind of took everything over and did kong in the 70s and then did the uh, peter jackson version in 2005 yeah 2005 yeah. yeah um so they've been helming it ever since then and i mean king kong is just synonymous with if that's that works in this sense it's synonymous with Universal. Yeah, because the Universal's opening even had like used to, remember it used to have the little airplane when it was oh, like yeah. black and white, and that, that just reminds me like the airplanes flying around him on the Empire State Building and stuff like, and the ride was like the was that ride there when the park opened? Uh, yeah, it was one of the original rides in that park opening, and then it was also a part of the tram tour. Yeah, so as yeah, well too, right. I believe. I, I don't don't quote me on it. I'm still learning more about Hollywood, but I believe it was also engulfed in one of the fires that kind of killed a lot of their backlog. Yeah, I, I remember um, that for sure was like, I think it had already been in the pipeline to be like closed, and I think yeah. burning the building down was like the... Uh, yeah, when Hollywood when Hollywood had the fire, it uh, took out portions of their back lot, which was a part of their tram tour, including some of the buildings from the original Back to the Future yeah. Town yeah. Square, and also their, uh, their King Kong uh, portion of the ride. Uh, one of the few things that did survive, if I remember correctly, was their film vault which was like in fireproof casing oh, and stuff like that. Amazing. Yeah. Otherwise it would have been like <laughs> yeah, the world's largest explosion. Really yeah. sad. Yeah. Because well, film yeah. is incredibly flammable. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good news. Well, Kong's it, it, coming. What I like is like, the, I, the things I like about it is like, if this is just like, they're like, we need to get back to roots and be like King Kong. I like that. It's, um, it's like what we were talking about. I hope they kind of make throwbacks to more of their history that made Universal what it is. And I like, agree. That's, this could be step one. That's why I'm excited about it because I missed all of that, you know, from when the park opened. I have yep. never gotten to experience the original Kong ride, and I know this won't be the same, but I am really looking forward to experiencing at least some version of it because it kind of makes you feel more in touch with classic Universal Studios. I know. I never got to experience it. I didn't um, either. I was too afraid. I thought it was only, a real gorilla. And that's the why only two things it. I was really lucky to ever do is I got to go on Jaws a lot and uh, 
I can still write ET anytime. So I still have those. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with King Kong as more released. We will continue to update on it. And if you actually want to hear the, the clip of the earnings call where Mr. Angelakis, the CFO, screwed up and said it, you can uh, go on the universal.wdwinfo.com site, uh, find the story about it. We'll have it in the show notes, of course, since it's part of the buzz and you'll be able to listen to it there where he has his little slip up. But the big breaking news of the morning. So if you're watching this live or listening to this later on, you you already probably know about it. But Universal went ahead and increased their ticket prices. So it, it doesn't really surprise anyone. Uh, Walt Disney World increased all of their ticket prices uh, back on Monday. So that was four days ago. It's the 26th, the 22nd. I know math. Uh, Universal always follows suit shortly after. Funny enough, the last time they increased their ticket prices, it was also four days after (laughs) Disney World did it. So it was right on schedule because whenever I was uh, working this all out, I was like, oh, let's see if I'm going to have to change this in the script. And then lo and behold. It's just interesting that they wouldn't like keep it keep theirs at what it was for a little bit longer to have that be like the appeal to get people but I guess they're at the point where they don't need that appeal anymore. But it's not just about competitive appeal and advantage it's also about um, saying that our product is worth just it's as equally, much okay. as Disney, yeah. even though it's three dollars less, it's still in that. It's now now they're both above a hundred dollars for a one day park, and okay. so it's it's about keeping that. Um, status. Product integrity, I guess, yeah. is a way of looking at it. Um, exactly. I mean, not that the product has changed, but just like well, you were saying, it's their statement of saying, we're worth it, too. This also isn't a charity. It's not you donate however much money yeah. you have <laughs> and <laughs> we'll let you win. It's it's not like that. This is they are in the competitive game where if they want to continue prospering and building and getting bigger, they need that. They need money coming right back in. In the long run is an extra $6 going to actually have an effect on ticket price or on the amount of money that comes in. Well, yeah, it, it will, especially because all the other ticket prices rose as well. So I think the big one about this is going to be possibly the mental barrier with people simply because it crossed that $100 a day mark. That's really it. It's not that it won't be so much, you know, that it's, Oh, well, it's only so much more, but I, there's something about it when you cross that 99 99 mark you start to just kind of it makes you check yourself and go oh yeah so i'll I'll break it down here right now uh now a one day one park ticket costs 102 dollars plus tax for adults 97 dollars plus tax for children uh which you know it's only six dollars for the adult ticket and uh seven dollars for the the child's ticket i might have screwed up i think i thought it was 96 dollars for kids i don't either way it's, it's increased uh and then on top of that for a one day two part a two day one park ticket it's 149 now and then for a three day 159 four day 169 so they've all gone up i if um, you do you you i don't want to steal your thunder here the thing you put in here I, my uh, aunt was just here with her kids uh, or kid and some family friends and stuff um, and they did universal tickets, and you wrote in here about this deal. Do you want to say that deal? The free per ticket. Oh, hold on one second okay. with that. Um, so then also, if, if you want a park-to-park admission, mm-hmm. before it was $135, now it's up to 147 So that increased 
12 bucks. And you do want that park to park admission because it gets you on Hogwarts Express the train. in between yeah. the Harry Potter lanes. Exactly. And that's where all of this is kind of blurred in. Annual pass. Sorry, before I get too ahead of myself, I just wanted to go over all the logistics. Yeah. Annual passes went up to uh, now for a, a Florida resident annual pass. It's one eighty nine um, uh, for the power pass. Preferred pass is two fifty nine ninety nine, and the premier pass is three eighty four ninety nine. Uh, and if you're out of state, those all went up as well. But most people, I think, that buy Universal. Yeah. Annual passes are probably Florida residents for the most part, but you take a look at the annual pass, and Disney does something kind of similar. the the uh, The top tier annual pass that you can get is less than four hundred dollars, and so that's less than you know four single day tickets. Exactly, you know. So that's you know it's not outrageous, I guess. No, so. I mean, and parking alone, it get those two. Those two top tiers get you the free parking, which is seventeen dollars every time you go. And then that means, like, you know, you get City Walk is attached to those two parks. So, like, if you want to go see, just go see a movie during the day, or, or if you want to go out at night. I mean, I know it's less at night, but still, every time that adds up really fast. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk logistics on this too. Uh, first off, whereas Disney people are constantly buying multi-day passes because it's hard they have four theme parks there people are crazy and tried to do four parks in one day it's you know they don't get to do a lot of stuff but they do try to do it just to fulfill some quest of i'm going to do everything that i possibly can (laughs) universal anymore with only having the two parks but missing out on the hogwarts express because you don't have that two park pass that is that's a big thing that you need to have Mm -hmm. so you know, normally you would think two parks, I need to get at least two days, but that's not the case. If you are smart about how you're doing everything at Universal, you can do everything in one day. You might not enjoy it. Uh, I'll flat out <laughs> say it, you won't enjoy it. No. You need to have more than a day at Universal. <laughs> I I flat out think the easiest, at least three days there. So you have one day to do all of one park and get in a little bit of the other, vice versa, and then go back and do all of those favorite things that you did before. But a lot of people do buy just that one park pass at Universal because, you know, they, they think they can do it all in one day. They well, can get a one-day, two-park pass, and they got it all done. Yeah, and they're used to the way I think the park, like, might have been set up before, but now that they have all these new experiences, you know, like like Simpsons. Like, if you want to sit and you want to eat, you want to get a Duff beer, you want to um, – and then, you know, Diagon Alley, I, you can't just go on the ride. You need to get – ice cream and your butterbeer and then like, there's like the shows in there and then there's just so much just walk around and look at the details alone in there that it's going to suck up like it's not just 45 minutes for the ride it's going to be 45 minutes for the ride and then at least probably an hour to do the other stuff so that's two hours and one thing so i'll even say this in, in terms of the ticket and price increase you know it, it sucks that stuff has to go up in money yeah uh it, it always sucks whenever that happens however in this case there's still ways to take advantage of it one way is because universal is still running their promotion if you buy two days you can get the third day free and i think that's a great i think that's a really good deal my aunt she like i said like i was saying before she came down and i didn't she's the one who told me about that because she had bought they were already planned two days, and they're like, well, we got the third day for free anyway, so we just have it. She didn't end up using yep. it, but they could have ended up using it. That was the thing is she didn't end up doing everything they wanted to do. Yeah. So. so right now with the pricing, if you want a two-day, two-park ticket, which really, in a sense, is a three-day, two-park ticket, it's only going to cost you $194.99 per adult, $184.99 per child. And that's, I don't that's, that's less that's, than one and one would have been before, too, right? Or like right sitting right around what? One day one park, one day one park would have been, right? 
so like two park is that is that each one of those tickets that you get a um, two park pass? Is that where you're, for the two get one three? What I'm saying is you're the price. Me. Okay, so the price number that you just said. Yeah, that's yeah. for a two day two park pass. However, because they have the special deal going on right now, it gets you that third day. Well, what I'm saying with the price in the number it is now, it's still like comparable to what a one park one day for each park would have been, right? Like yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's a really good deal is what yeah. I'm saying. Like, that's all. I mean, it's all a good deal. The, flat out, the point is, if you go to Universal, you're flat out crazy if you just do a one-day, one-park ticket. Yes. Yeah, I, I was going to um, say, here's how I feel about the whole park hopping thing. With Disney, it doesn't make as much sense to me. You can stay in one park and have a really great time. When you park hop at Walt Disney World, you lo- lose a lot of time yeah. during your day. Yeah. Um, trans, you know, transporting between the parks at Universal, it makes a lot more sense. When you just have to do Hogwarts Express, you just have to, um, and then it's a very short transition between the parks. So not only are you on an, an attraction while you are going mm-hmm. in between parks, but it is a short distance, and you don't lose a huge chunk of your day. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. So if you want more information on how much the the pricing did go up per ticket and stuff go on universal.wdwinfo.com find our ticket section right now because of the news you can find it in about a million places all around the homepage just to make it nice and easy but uh overall thoughts on it i'm i, I it doesn't really affect me i'm still going to continue to get an annual pass I, um, what um do you know off the top of your head what the difference is between that, what that annual pass increase was for like the I'm just curious like was it like $50 was it like I don't uh, know what it was last year I believe it was I clearly have been keeping track of my annual for pass. the basic pass I know I think it was one seventy nine ninety nine before so I think it only went up about 10 bucks oh yeah that's not bad okay. at all so, so yeah yeah no it's not bad at all so it happened no you should have bought your tickets earlier that was your fault deal with it yeah. Sorry, people. <laughs> We've got more things to buzz about. And the next thing is really cool for five people and really lame for the rest of the world. Sharknado 3. <laughs> <laughs> Filming at Universal Studios Florida. So whenever they announced that Sharknado 3 was happening, they said that it was going to happen in Washington, D.C., as well as Orlando. But they didn't give any details on where it was actually going to be at in Orlando and you know, all of a sudden, it's happening right at Universal Studios Florida. So it started filming on February 16th, and production lasted through the 24th. So this past Tuesday, whenever it wrapped up, um, right before Heather Hines casting announced that they were seeking extras for the third edition of the sci-fi film franchise series that was shooting under the name Vortex 3, uh, they were looking for bikini girls, soldiers, and park patrons. They had to give it a fake name so because people would storm the set of Sharknado Three. You well, know, you know Tara Reid pulls in a lot of oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, of course she does. It's like the Blue Harvest of our modern times, really. It literally wasn't even if everyone showed up. Uh, Ian Ziering eventually showed up. I know the last time we talked about this last week, he had yet to really get to the park yet. Or, I have sorry, to correct Ian. you because he would quickly correct you. It's Ian Ziering. I know. I don't need <laughs> Julie just correcting me on it. Now I got you correcting me too. Ian, I don't care about him. He showed up. So he was there. Tara Regia. Everyone would have figured it out. They could have called it just three. And everyone, they could have called it something completely different. Like, Tales, 
Tailspin. 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 They could have called it Tailspin. People would have been looking for blue in all of them. But it came in. I I followed the whole coverage on it. I didn't really go and stalk it out. One day I happened to be uh, by the Universal Globe whenever they were filming a part in... I mean, just seeing them act, of course, there are not actual sharks on set. That is all put in in post-production. Did they have, like, chainsaws up in the air and stuff like that? Can I ask you a question, Yes, please. um, So are they using Universal Studios Orlando as a functional studio? Are they using it as a location for the film? Like, it's featured. It's it's in the film. It's in the film. So uh, it's continuing. The tornado comes down the East Coast and ends at Hollywood. so the scene takes the place studios. in Universal Studios. Yeah, so to kind of continue on everything, because I started to jump around, uh, a lot of Rip Ride Rocket was involved, uh, including a cameo by wrestler Chris Jericho. <gasps> who I'm sure you were. Jericho was there? Jericho was there as, how a, did I miss as that? a Rip Ride Rocket team member. OMG. He looked ridiculous because, I mean, he just, I was just going to say, I can't wait to see that, like, the tiny <laughs> shirt with like the name tag. It, it was awful. Um, also, in terms of cameos, apparently there's an Irish duo singing group called Jedward, which I just think that's about the dumbest name it you sounds could like ever. a Simpsons character. <laughs> Jedward. It's just like someone named Edward wanted to change things up one day, so I'm going to make myself Jedward. <laughs> it, I don't know who they are. I Bo didn't Derek really feel as like, well, right? Yeah, Bo Derek's in it. So I almost assume she has to take on a role of something like uh, Tara Reed's mother in it. Maybe that was in the first one. I, I don't pay attention to the Sharknado movies. I just, I'm going to have them. to watch them now. Oh, okay. I watched them. I, I'm, I'm pretty up on the whole mythology and the wiki oh, yeah. and all. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. So this, <laughs> well, so it, it was all happening right around Universal Studios Florida in the production central area, specifically in front of the Universal Studios Music Plaza stage uh, right outside of the Twister area and all that. They were filming stuff there. They filmed at the Universal Globe, Rip Ride Rocket. So I'm sure that they also use some of the sound stages on property, too. That would make no sense that they came down and didn't even use it for like... I think I read that they had filmed inside of Twister, too. Like, I thought I saw some, you know, like, people who were in the movie have been, like, tweeting pictures. Did the cow make an appearance? I'm not even kidding you. I saw somebody's, like, blurry photo of the the truck when it's caught on fire. And it was part of, like, the filming at the, the thing. And I was just like, does a shark get in there? You stumped Craig. You stumped Craig. Of course, I was gonna. I was gonna watch it anyways. I'm not proud of watching it. I was gonna watch it anyways, and now <sighs> they make them because they want us to make fun of them. That's what. That's what they said. Is that because the yeah. only reason well, the other ones got made proud. is because it broke like the Twitter record or like the tweets per minute or something like that when the first one aired. So the only thing I am afraid about, and I know it kind of started popping around Twitter, is rumors that people were spreading. It's something that you brought up. Oh, the uh, attraction? Back before about uh, Twitter, or sorry, Twister. Twister. Two different words (laughs) about Twister potentially ever becoming a Sharknado because sci-fi is owned by NBC Universal and Comcast. So that's why it all works together. I love that that idea. It's in that big family. (gasps) So you mentioned how merchandise started to pop up in the Twister store with Sharknado stuff on it, hearing about maybe one day it will become a Sharknado Twister attraction. And Oh my gosh! I just I can't imagine there's going to be a four and five of these movies. But this is like the I'm the, sure there will be. It's like the episodes of Full House and Family Matters where they go to Disney World. It's like all this brand, this co-op it's a branding. Surreal. Here's yeah. a, the rumors for Twister closing have been getting 
bigger and bigger. That it's been gaining more ground recently, and so now I, I don't know when exactly. Oh, the, I, I uh, read Sharknado Three is going to come out, but there's there's going to have to be some more cross promotion in a way. I, I read that um, that there was an, uh, that the Hunger Games was supposed to go into what Twister was. There was a proposal for it, and the Lionsgate had rejected their proposal. So that's originally what was supposed like something was supposed to shut down there and then they were like well i guess we got to keep it open well now we're, we're just adding layers and yeah. layers <laughs> to this junk sharknado hunger game twister mashup that's what i want <laughs> pita with a cake or a bread i guess shark he'd make a pita yeah. i i have just lost all the interest <laughs> in you now from that so sharknado Whenever it's uh, set to release, we'll let you know, and I'm sure you'll hear all about it from somewhere else. But that moment when you realize that PETA from The Hunger Games is the son of a baker and his name is PETA, I just had that moment. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. <laughs> Moving on, the next thing <laughs> in the buzz. Uh, also, we kind of highlighted on it last week Dig Escape the Broom is coming March 3rd. Sounds like you said Escape I, the Broom. The broom? <laughs> Did I say yeah, Escape the you Broom? You said Broom. Yeah, that's a cleaning product. I thought I said Escape <laughs> the Broom. Um, it is coming to Universal Studios Florida March 3rd through 8th. So. USA is bringing the excitement of its new event series, Dig, to life by giving you the chance to unravel an epic mystery of your own. We've teamed up with Escape the Room to create an immersive, one-of-a-kind Dig-themed experience that will put your wits to the ultimate test. Uh, as we discussed last week, Escape the Room is one of the new trending escape uh, live games that yeah are like, popping up all over the place there's one in orlando it's not escape the room but it's like the great room escape escapeology yeah. maybe there's a, there's an escapeology one uh, they what just keep this? twisting the name a little and bit and they give you like a you have to solve like a number of like um mysteries so it'll be like word puzzles knowledge and like uh Easter egg hunt, something like that, like to get in order to, to get further out. yourself through. Yeah, it just reminds me of like a murder house from Saw or something. But so only I'm sure it's m much less. You don't violent. you don't die at the end. Yeah, uh, you might. But in this one, teams of ten will be locked in a mysterious room and given thirty minutes to work together to unlock clues, solve puzzles, and find a way to escape the room. The experience is free and unforgettable. Select a rope. <laughs> <laughs> Unforgettable. My bad. Yeah. So, of course, they're doing this one inside uh, Universal Studios, Florida. It will be happening near the disaster area. But from March 3rd through the 8th, you can go and register in the Studio Audience Center to reserve a spot to take place in this. It's so, next week. It's next week. So, uh, got to. I hope we can find time to get over and actually do it. I, do you think that I would love to do it. Yeah. But do you think that this thing has a uh, repeatability? Well, I, it's weird that it's an experience that's so limited. That's just the couple of days. And then I'm wondering, like, is it going to be open to close or if it's just going to be like two or three groups a day? I, I'm just confused because the trailer I saw for this thing is just what you're describing here and what I saw are just not matching up in my brain. I don't know. I, I, I've never done one of these escape uh, escape challenge things. I know they're a big deal. It yeah. just it doesn't appeal to me. I'd like to try it since it's actually coming to Universal and it's in a tie in with USA which, of course, it's also owned by it. It all works together like that. I, I would like to get over and try it. I'm not super excited about it, but I think it might be a cool little experience. So that way, if there's 
there's the one that's always there in New York City that's escaped the room. So yeah. maybe the next time people are up in New York City, they'll say, hey, I tried it while I just happened to be on vacation. I'm going to go up there. At this point, Orlando doesn't need another one, though. It starts saturating the market of stupid escape games. But at this point, I mean, you could almost can say the same thing about theme parks. Eventually, you're going to saturate the market with how many theme parks well, are down here. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to be around during that time, uh, go ahead and try to sign up and be a part of it. Uh, we'll try to do it as well. Yeah. I and, think it sounds uh, like fun. I'm just a little bit afraid of not being able to solve the mysteries and then feeling like a big loser at the end. I'm doing Goofy's Mystery Tour next week, and I had done that last year. And, uh, man, when you think you know some stuff and you go to one of those things, it puts you in your place real quick. <laughs> sounds awful. Yeah. All sounds awful. So moving on to we the next. To great time. <laughs> moving on to the next buzz item, uh, which is only probably of interest to me and six other people, too. Uh, the Comcast NBC Universal Hackathon is coming to Universal Studios, Florida, uh, March 28th to the 29th at the Portofino Bay Hotel. Uh, NBC Universal and Comcast are doing their third ever hackathon. The first two happened in 2014 in New York City and Los Angeles, specifically Universal City. That's where Universal Studios Hollywood is. Oh, thanks for thanks for clarifying. Figured I would. So, Hackathon is a 24-hour hackathon organized around the theme of smart, dynamic, immersive entertainment, driven by technology. So, I have you interested? Not hacking. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Uh, okay. So, here's the thing: you <laughs> have the, the chance to sign up. Sony. Participants will have access to platforms, electronics components, APIs, SDKs, and content from leading-edge technology firms in rapidly emerging fields like virtual reality, augmented reality, automatic content recognition, wearables, and the Internet of Things. Did you say werewolves? Werewolves, yes. Oh, wearables? Wearables. I keep hearing the word werewolves, werewolves. and I was like, wow, there's Tasha Curveball in there. So basically, you can sign up to be a part of this thing that really isn't hacking in a sense, but they're given access to all this different kind of technology with specific goals in terms of uh, trying to make something work for Universal. And so they have to kind of go into this technology that they may not be as familiar with and kind of figure out the logistics of it and put together something new. In terms of it. So I'll give it the last one that happened in Hollywood. I was reading about that. So one team or one challenge that you could participate in was for the voice. Uh, they love uh, it's in Spanish, but the voice in American all English. Right now? Yes. All by always bilingual. So they were deemed with the challenge of trying to find a way to make the voice also uh, kind of easily accessible from social media because people are constantly tweeting about stuff on the voice as it's happening so they needed to try to find a way to streamline everything social media wise uh being able to vote all that stuff right and in, in a real-time sense so they had essentially had to de develop an app to do all this and they only had that 24 hours to kind of work it all together with all the components that they had and there's different challenges and whoever wins in each group is awarded $1,500 and then one grand prize is awarded and that's with $10,000. But for the Orlando one, uh, it's there. It's a lot about kind of building up on what universal is already doing. So there's a, there's one challenge that has to deal with the universal Orlando mobile app 
and they want it to help out with guests who are visually impaired and try to upgrade the app to deal with that. Um, and I'll have a list of everything and link to the site. It's at like NBCUhackathon.com, but I'll link all to it. It's just this really cool thing where you get a whole bunch of nerds in a room and they try to better society with it. This is where well, not really better born. society. The theme park yeah. experience. Anyway. The theme park society better. Um, the geo the geolocation thing is cool. I'd like to see what they come up with for that stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, just looking over it, I wish I could actually compete in this. But I, I'm not good enough at anything to ever do this, especially whenever it comes to technology. I know my one little realm, and that's about it. But if you're interested in signing up, we will have the links to all that stuff. So maybe you can change the world one day. And let us know if you do sign up. We'd love to hear about your process if you get into this thing. And if your name yeah. is John Connors, I'd be terribly impressed. I struggle to even turn on my TV because it's hooked up to the Xbox, and that gets confusing. I couldn't do something like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, this one's not for you. I just stopped the show right there. To wrap up the buzz this week, <laughs> we will recount the saga of the water bottle. The great water oh, bottle <laughs> ban slash lift water in bottle the ban. Gate. Water, water bottle gate. gate 2015 at Universal Orlando. I prefer the water bottle, water bottle debacle. Water bottle debacle. <laughs> Fantastic. So... Last week, uh, if you're watching this in real time or listening in real time, uh, last Monday, all of a sudden, people that showed up at the security gates uh, were told that they were not allowed to bring in their water bottles filled. They could still bring in empty containers, but nothing filled at all. And this set Twitter afire. Uh, and we briefly talked about it on our show last week, the last uh, Thursday show. And literally right before we went out live, so I didn't even get the news the ban was lifted and people could start bringing it all in. So it was this big test for a couple days to see what would happen with it. Essentially the whole ban was happening. We think because of alcohol coming into the parks, especially during Mardi Gras, yeah. put a clear type of liquor in a bottle and, and take it know. on in. And you've got a lot more liquor that they can't control and they have to have control over these things. That's why you can't leave a theme park with a beer because it changes designations. I mean, this that was always one of the fascinating things that I'd hear about Disney back before World Showcase all became a united thing. How you every time you got to the next country, they would have people there that made you finish your beers. Oh, really? Before you got into the next one. Wow. Because it wasn't so all glad that does not exist. Yeah, anymore. I know. It, I'd it, be it, like, what's the point of even buying it? So yeah. it's not on not that strict that. of a level here, but I mean, there's there's laws that they have to yeah really it's take into considerations for different yeah exactly exactly. So the test happened. It furiously pissed people off because then they had the option of just throwing away water bottles or dumping it all out, and. You know, that that would be a big deal, especially if you're a family that tries to bring all your stuff to the parks, especially water, to save money in the long run. Right. The difficulty at that point is you either are forced to drink tap water, which some people don't feel is the safest way to consume water, or you have to buy bottled water in the park, which can be extremely expensive, especially for the families, as you mentioned. But you don't even have to do that. And all you have to do is bring that container. And it's something that people don't know a lot, but just bring a container because at every Coke freestyle machine throughout the park, the self-service ones, you can still get ice and water and oh, all those for free. And okay. those are completely filtered. I knew that you could like go up to uh, with the, um, if you buy that $8 refillable red um, 
the one that's not the yeah. freestyle. You they, like if you don't want to refill it, they'll keep filling it with water for you and stuff like that. They will, yeah. but you can take you can bring anything from home and fill it up with that's those cool. that's machines. If you have a if you have a bottle with you, I mean it's tricky then because of the opening, but you can technically refill water bottles after you go through that first one. Oh, I am so, definitely going to do that. And it is, I will vouch for it. It is good, clean water. And look, I think... You I can th- be afraid, but... I am definitely afraid. Dustin. I think the, you know, a bonus side effect to this test that they were doing is, yes, it is going to force people to, to buy more water. But I have to believe that it's what, at the end of the day, it's what Craig said, that they do need to find some way to try to control the, the intake yeah. of alcohol coming into their park a little bit better. Because... God knows I've done it. I've had, you know, liquor in a Coke bottle and, you know, taken it to different places. So it's, it's, you know, it's It's something people do. It's something people do. Anybody can do it. And it's not a big deal. You know, it's not noticeable. Well, so So. I guess they're not sticking with this way of trying to control it, though, because they lifted the ban. They did. At the end of the day, it just gets too difficult in trying to say who's doing it for bad reasons, who's doing it for good reasons. Um, They didn't really release their whole thought process on behind everything with it. Maybe one day they will come out and say it, but right now there's no real information unless I just completely missed out on it somewhere along the line. It happened. It's gone. End of subject. All is right in the world. All is right in the world. And with that, that will end off the buzz. And we're going to shuffle on into the mid-show shuffle real quick here. Uh, Nothing actually big. Just wanted to bring it up because we're going to cover it on a future segment. Uh, Kim Holt wrote on our Facebook page, before we go to Walt Disney World every year, we always like to watch a new favorite movie. Well, that didn't. A few favorite movies. Sorry, I read new. A few favorite movies to remind us of the details and storylines we will see at the attractions. I haven't been to Universal since 1990. What are some of the must-see movies or TV shows to see that would enhance the experience experience with some of the attractions? For instance, the Harry Potter attractions are good enough that if you know nothing about the books or movies, they are still enjoyable. Yeah. So I just want to throw that out there. If anyone that's watching or listening has any suggestions go ahead and get in touch with us uh, one of the ways we said earlier either at disunplug.com through our new messaging system uh you can email at us podcast at disunplug.com tweet at us right on our facebook wall uh we'll start compiling it all up along with our own ones and we will have a future segment hmm. on what we think you should study That's at home topic. before going to the parks you like it mm-hmm. i like it too i wanted to cover it a little while back but uh now it's it's coming around yeah. full circle it's good people, that, that we know that people are interested in it too now exactly it's not just our own self it's not just like. <laughs> yes and that's what's important and it really will help people plan yeah so i, I first-hand experience which i will talk about when we get to that yeah very cool so thank you kim so much we will get to that eventually i hope uh, you don't take your vacation before then and we just kind of screwed you over on it but with that being said we're going to focus on our spotlight on the universe oh yeah this week we're talking about the universal dining plan a very i will say now controversial topic controversial in, in my opinion it shouldn't be controversial uh but maybe controversial is a bad word. It just kind of pisses me off. <laughs> That's irritating. Then it's very it's a very irritating topic. Uh, so universal in terms of dining plans slash meal deals. I know it back to the one that this replaced in 2013. That was the universal meal deal. You Which get was great. You get uh, unlimited quick service meals 
at participating quick service places. So not everywhere. Um, this was around like whenever three broomsticks was already put in, but you couldn't go and eat unlimited meals at three broomsticks. You can't have that good food. You can have burgers and yeah, the cardboard, <laughs> card, cardboard, uh, <coughs> tofu, maybe. I don't, that's a bunch of food that really isn't that real. But it was a huge thing. And it was 1999, and you could just eat and eat and eat. Oh, it was, and eat it was only 1999 eat. then? Oh, yeah. I th- oh, see, I thought it was more than that then. But yeah. No, it was, it may have been, whenever no, it finished right. off, it may have been 2099. But either way, Still, it, was it was a deal. A stellar deal. Oh, you mean the price? I yeah. thought you were talking about the years. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got derailed. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. And this is in uh, one of my favorite things that I ever heard any guest saying in the park ever was one guy got mad whenever he got turned away from a ride for being too big which does happen at universal sadly enough but he's like but that meal deal is such a good value (laughs) he did not he said that he absolutely did um (laughs) i hope you're not listening to us right out there it's not making fun but it's but it was a good deal it was i mean people were happy with just that and nothing else in the park so i Mm -hmm. bravo yeah i was with people that had kids um that was my first like first-hand experience with it and like it, it was good because, like, the, you know, kids, they're always hungry. They yes. never stop eating. And so, like, yes. we could just stop in and get, like, fries. And then we would just keep going. And then they'd stop in and they'd get something else. And then we kept going. And, you know, so it was just. Yes, you know, I vouch for that. Strike. As a mom with three children that are hungry all the time, that was why it was so fantastic. Well, and it's uh, it's not anymore, unfortunately, in my opinion. It can be, but it's not. Uh so now it's broken down. It's a universal dining plan. There's two forms of it. There is the quick service plan and there is the full service plan. So we're going to start with the quick service because if you're going to choose either one of them, this is probably the one that you're going to be most interested in. So the quick service plan is available with any admission ticket. So you don't have to be a vacation package guest to get it. You can show up with your one day to park pass uh, ticket and you can go up to any of the the dining booths that they have set up in the park or city walk or guest services. And right away you can say, Hey, I want to, I want to add on the universal dining plan and they will give it to you for the cost of 1999 plus tax for adults or 1299 plus tax for kids. Uh, and this entitles you for the quick service one of one quick service meal, which includes your meal and a beverage, uh, non-alcoholic, one snack and then another non-alcoholic beverage throughout the day. So, and I probably should have said this before we even got into it, but it's a lot of people would like to compare this to Disney's dining plan just because when you hear dining plan, you want to connect it to. However, Disney's, it's a lot easier to get your cost out of it because a lot of food prices are higher at Disney. And then it's also just the whole system of it is that it's all linked to your account and it's kept... You, you have to use it before the your end of the stay. You can't just buy it separately on one day like you can with this one. Yeah. In this one, it's literally you go up and you say you want it and they give you a a plastic card that says Universal Dining Plan on it. It's a orange card. Oh, they don't do the wristbands anymore. No. Oh. If you want it for let's say three days, they will give you three cards for yourself individually for each day and if you have 10 people in your group that means they're giving you 30 cards that you have to keep track of 
Well, it gets very confusing because it's hard to keep track of which cards have been partially used, which ones haven't been used. These were the cards you were using at Mardi Gras when we were there. I pulled them out. Um, You basically have to go through with a Sharpie and mark it. One, two, three. Keep track of your days like that. And then... And once you use it, hers expired. Like, we went to go Mm -hmm. use what was left on them, and they were like... The girl swiped it, told us what was on it, and then we went to go use it right then and she was like oh it says expired now it's not there anymore and I was like you couldn't tell us the first time that you swiped that 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 <laughs> it happened it was like oh okay yeah you can get yeah, this like, drink with your plan oh just joking <laughs> well that doesn't anyway, sound good sorry. <laughs> so moving back on to the quick service one you have your individual cards um, and with this you have a lot of locations to use it you can use it at any of the quick service um so in the studios, the highlight, of course, is eating at Leaky Cauldron or anywhere in the uh, the Springfield Fast Food, food Boulevard, Simpsons area. Mm-hmm. There's lots of options. Islands of Adventure, you can use it at any of the quick service there, as well as Three Broomsticks. And in City Walk, your only two options are Breadbox and Hot Dog Hall of Fame. But that's basically the only quick services there. So you lack out onto that. Um, I... It says that you can save up to, I believe, 30% by using this instead of just paying for your food out of pocket. It's a lie. It, it, well, it's not a lie. So I kind of, I did the math on it and I didn't get 30%, but I looked at three broomsticks, which I considered the highlight restaurant in Islands of Adventure. I agree. Uh, I took the average cost of all the items, which your average amount you're going to pay is $12.13. There you can't buy soda. So add on three twenty nine for a drink and you get to about $15 for your one meal add on a drink later on in the day that's $3 and then add on an average snack which is about $4 and that puts you at $22.41 which is more than it cost and that's before tax so add on the $22 plus tax that's more than $19.99 plus tax so if you're doing the quick service by itself Technically, it can be worth it, and it can you can get that thirty percent if you order the most expensive thing. Yeah, everywhere. I, I was I was going to say that there are other places. Like my kids and I used it when we went to the Fire Eaters Grill, mm-hmm. and the combos are considered quick service at that okay. place. And it actually was an enormous amount of food, and my kids and I couldn't even finish it. But because with the combo, you actually get a dessert, you get an entree, and you get a drink all in those. So that, you know, that combo doesn't take away from the snack and the drink that are already on your card. Mm. It, it does end up being a good deal in certain places, but it's, you have to kind of figure that out though. Yeah. You, you, you can't just end up somewhere and expect to get a good deal of it. You kind of have to know where you would need to hit in order to get your money's worth. Exactly. And even on top of that, uh, you have to pay attention to the fine details of it. So a snack, you would think is, you know, any snack item, and you're basically right if it's ice cream, popcorn, churros, pretzels, whatever. Uh, with drinks, one thing that will kind of confuse people is you would think that uh, that butterbeer would be considered a drink, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's a snack item. You would also think that the frozen slushies that they have in the, the park would be considered a drink, but they're considered a snack as well. I know Dustin's probably wondering about moose goose. Or juice. Wait, what? Moose juice. Moose juice. Dustin always Whatever. wonders about that's that. Everyone favorite. should always wonder about that. I prefer moose juice. <laughs> and that's fantastic for you. So I think long story short, <laughs> you can make good use of the quick service one if you want to. However, that also means that you're going to have to buy that drink or the uh, 
the drink or the snack later on in the day. And like for me, I don't usually eat snacks whenever I'm there. I'll get a meal, but I won't go around snacking. So for me, that wouldn't be a good. I just deal. I just think like the popcorn bucket that you can get that's like ninety nine cents to refill. Yeah. Is in the in the drink. And then you ninety nine cents to refill. I feel like those are the better. That's those are the most that I do snack wise. I don't know. Yeah, and we'll continue on to that. But before we get to more of that stuff, I want to hit on the full service plan. So this is only available as part of a vacation package. So if you're not staying at one of the hotels there with your whole deal, you cannot get this plan. Um, so that's that's more in line like Disney's, but it is fifty one ninety nine plus tax for. Adults, $17.99 plus tax for children. That gets you one table service meal, which is an entree, a non-alcoholic beverage, and a dining plan dessert. Uh, one quick service meal, which is a one entree and one non-alcoholic beverage, one snack, and one non-alcoholic beverage. Uh, the list of full service, I'll actually kind of go over those ones because there's a lot less. In the studios, you have Finnegan's. Lombards, and then if you want to take part in the Superstar character breakfast, you can also use your dining plan on that. And Islands of Adventure, you can do Confisco, Confisco Grill, or Mythos Restaurant. And then whenever the Grinch is doing their breakfast in uh, December, you can also use that on your dining plan. And City Walk, you have Antihitos, Bob Marley, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, Pat O'Brien's Red Oven Pizza Bakery, Vivo, and Still coming soon, the cowfish. Still coming Not soon. yet, but still coming That's soon. So there's a lot of limited locations here. And the first thing that I found out is that a lot of universal dining is relatively cheap, even at their full service. Yeah, so it's reasonable. I did. I chose Vivo because we ate there. And I also know there are some pricier menu items on there and the average meal that you ate at Vivo would be around $16.50 so then if you got the drink there that's $3 and then the dining plan dessert which I want to stress that's not you choose from their dessert menu they have a special dining Uh, plan only dessert which I gave it I equivalented it to about $3 worth of dessert it was the one at Vivo especially was pathetic they just gave us some sorbet with a couple cookies yeah with like it was three biscotti cookies and like this tiny minuscule amount of sorbet, probably a half of a half of a scoop, I just have to a go quarter ahead. of a scoop. I have to go ahead and say that that sounds absolutely awful. It wasn't. It wasn't. It good. Is, and I, I actually it. even passed on it. Craig was the only one who got one. and He did that out of a feeling of obligation. Yeah. And I'll, I will find my picture of it. I don't know where it's disappeared to, but I'll put it in the show notes page so people can see it. It was so sad. I hope the other ones are better. We'll continue trying to research this to figure it out. So if Vivo, if you do all the averages, that'll get you around only $22 for your meal with your entree, a drink. That's a lot less than I would expect, like looking at that restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can order stuff there that's $26, but then they have have, uh, $11 meals that you can get there too. So there's a definitely, and that's everywhere across the board. There's a wide spectrum on how much you can spend. So then add that in with the $15 at three broomsticks like you did before with your $3 drink and a $4 snack on an average day, I would say you can only spend about 45 bucks on that unless you order the most expensive thing. But if you order that right in the middle of the road everywhere, you're going to only spend about $45 whenever you already spent $51.99 on that meal. So, I, I mean, mm. and I, I did one with the math. 
with if you ate the risotto at Vivo, which is twenty six ninety five, and did a drink in your dessert, and then you had the ribs at Three Broomsticks, which was sixteen bucks, and you ate all that, you can get it up to sixty dollars. But it's, even yeah. then, for eight dollars, that's I, I don't like churros, and I don't like. I feel pretzels, like I'm pressured so. into the expensive meal at that point too. And you're pressured into using your snacks and trying to make the most yeah. out of it. The fact that you can get like a butter beer with it and then a bottle of water that kind of evens it out. You can make good decisions like that, but you know, I just yeah. on average, you never know what you're going to be in the mood for when you're going to be in the mood for. Especially it, so. after walking in a theme park all day and then going to like eat, you know, your dinner at night. Sometimes people yeah. don't like to eat a heavy I, meal. Yeah. I think you can significantly lose money by doing. The full service. Sure, sure. I think the flip side of this, though, is that it's not always, for some people, it is about the value and the money. And in this case, like you're saying, with the full service, maybe not the best idea. But a lot of people also get these dining plans just for the convenience, um, the idea that it's all paid ahead of time and they don't have to worry about cost on their vacation. They're coming on their vacation to just kind of relax, chill, not worry about how much it costs because it's already been paid up front. You just kind of go through your day and it does have that advantage. However, in saying that, I feel like the universal dining plan loses a bit of its uh, convenience with the way that they roll it out with these individual Mm -hmm. cards that are very, it's very tiresome to have to try to keep track of who's used, what, when, what's left, because there's so, especially if you have, using it for multi-days, there's so many freaking cards. Exactly. It's a convenience that ends up being extremely inconvenient, and that's to say the least on it. Dustin, do you have something to say? Oh, yeah, I was just saying, the the only time that I could possibly see that being convenient, and it's a very narrow niche market, is for the super-duper over-planner who puts an envelope of cash aside for right. each day of yeah. the week, labeled Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay, here's my card for this day. Here's what, And, you know, they're super organized like that. that right. But otherwise, to have a, yeah. just a well, stack of these things. That's what I'm saying, where I feel like the way that Universal is rolling this thing out, it actually loses its... <laughs> Probably its main pro, you know, pro point to it would be the convenience, but they kind of screw it up by the way that they're doing it with these cards. I mean, Rhino just mentioned it earlier when we were at the um, with the lady. I'm having to pull out each card and say, okay, what's left on this one? Okay, what's left on this one? And what's left on this one? Because it was all a mixed jumble and trying to keep track of what was already used on which card. It was a mess. Yeah. And after the first time you use a card, you have to use it in 14 days. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, which is yeah. why after we went through the all oh, what's what's on this card and what's on this card and what's on this card, we went through all of that, and then yep. she tells us, like, "Oh, by the way, you can't us. use any of it because it's expired." Yeah, it was just annoying that she swiped them all. It was like you have this, so we adjusted our order to fit with the cards, and then when we went to pay with them, they were like, "You don't have them," and I was just like really kind of annoyed <laughs> about that. Well. So we have a very low opinion on it, and I will give out one other group of details, which was uh, the one day in particular where JL and I used this without overthinking it, just using it on a normal basis. We ate at Vivo for dinner. My meal, I didn't get a beverage with dinner. I just got a, a glass of water because we were walking in the parks all day. So I spent twenty three ninety five at Vivo. At the bread box where we ate lunch, uh, I spent eight ninety nine on the sandwich, two ninety nine on my drink, uh, two ninety nine on another drink during the day, and three ninety nine on a snack. I got to forty two dollars and ninety one cents, so lost ten dollars there. With JL, who eats significantly less than me too, 
At Vivo, she didn't have the dessert or drink, so she only spent twelve ninety five there. At Breadbox, spent eight ninety nine on a sandwich, two ninety nine on a drink, got a bottle of water and a snack. All of that put together, JL only spent thirty one dollars on that day, but that satisfied you that day. I was stuck. You still had too much food. I, I still had too much food. I thought I just felt like I was gonna up chuck because I just my stomach was busting at the seams. There would be no way that I could have fit. What am, how how short am I? Twenty dollars more wor- yeah. worth of food in my my system? It wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and that's just that was based on what we wanted at the time. I wasn't going in trying to find the most expensive thing just to make it work. And that's if you look at a menu and you say, "Oh, I want the most expensive thing everywhere I'm going to go," then great, add on this to your vacation package. But if you just want to choose what you want to choose whenever, you're going to lose money on it. There's no way around it. You're going to lose money. But if you want to throw more money their way, you can also do the Coke Freestyle add-on, which you can get the Coke Freestyle mug for uh, only $6 whenever you're on the dining plan. Normally, you can get it for $11.99. Just have it as a normal park guest. After that, every day you want to go around, it's $5.99 to refill it. But then you can go up to any of the Coke freestyle machines throughout the day and you can get as much. Yeah, but what makes no sense is that is then you're not using your your drink thing either. Unless you use it for water. Oh, for like a bottle of water. A bottle of water. Yeah, that's the only difference. So that's an option, too, for people who really, really want to go crazy with how much money they're spending. But flat hands down on the table, I I can't recommend the meal deal unless you want the most expensive thing anywhere or if you're doing the quick service and you feel like you can eat the amount of food or there you can find as many options as you want with the actual deal. That's my opinion. JL? Oh, I'm in complete agreement. Um, Like I said, for me, the reason why I would want to get something like this in the first place would be for the convenience issue, but the convenience is not really convenient simply because of how they do it with these multiple cards, you know, flying all over the place. It's just hard to keep track of everything. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition with that. Uh, And we will be back next week, of course, with another episode but until then, uh, just what? what? <laughs> I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> we need a tagline here. Well, no time for a tagline now. We're done. Bye. Bye.